Hello, and welcome to the John Arden Show. I am your host, John Arden. I am back from, uh, I want to say a vacation, but, you know, life uh, caught up with me, and I had a lot of things to um, get done and take care of, so that explains the lack of episodes that have been coming out. But I am back, and it seems like a lot of crazy stuff has been going on kind of the last time I put out an episode. Uh, but today, I want to talk about one specific thing because this has been on the news lately. And not Cuomo, you know, him. I think his his scandal with the nursing homes and uh, sexual harassment, it seems to be like dying down a little bit. I don't know, but uh, we're, we're going to talk about the vaccine passports. That is the the new story on on the media now the vaccine passports and i'm not a fan of that i think that's crazy uh, i think it's a bunch of nonsense not really necessary i mean yeah if you have if you got vaccinated then just show your vaccination card but um but the way I see this going is like they're gonna like be like, okay, if you don't have the vaccine, you know, passport or if you haven't been vaccinated, then you can't go to a movie theater, you can't go here, you can't go there, you can't go to a restaurant. I think pretty. I'm not saying that this is gonna happen, but I I have a feeling like just like seeing how this is going with the vaccine passport, like they're gonna say that people that are not vaccinated, you can't go to certain places. Until you're vaccinated, I maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like maybe that's where they're gonna be heading to, uh, with this whole vaccine passport nonsense. It really is nonsense. But uh, so speaking about that, um, this is from Spectrum News, thirteen. I think this is a local news station in Florida, in Orlando. The governor of Florida, Ron. DeSantis, he said, he says um, right here, Florida issues executive order banning vaccine passports. The article says, keeping his promise to prohibit so-called vaccine passports, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued an executive order Friday that would ban local governments and state businesses from requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccination for services. The order states, quote, no Florida government entity or its subdivisions, agents, or assigns shall be permitted to issue vaccine passports, vaccine passes, or other standardized documentation for the purpose of certifying an individual's COVID-19 vaccination status to a third party or otherwise publish or share any individual's COVID-19 vaccination record or similar health information, quote. The move was not unexpected. The census had previously said he opposed requiring proof of vaccination. And the governor has said, quote, it's completely unacceptable for either the government or the private sector to uh, to impose upon you the requirement that you show proof of vaccine just to simply participate in normal society, end quote. I agree with that. 
And it's kind of ridiculous, like, okay, we're going to go watch a movie. Oh, no, you can't go because you don't have proof of vaccine. Like, are, are you serious? I think there's more important things where you need to require IDs uh, and proof of of things, not vaccine proof. And that's ridiculous to me. I don't care what anybody says. That's ridiculous. And so, anyways... The ban on businesses requiring proof of vaccination could become a focal point of debate. The order could be argued as an overreach of government, not allowing businesses to operate as they deem appropriate. The governor's executive order outlines penalties for businesses that don't comply by making them ineligible for grants or contracts funded through state revenue. Um, the order also says, quote, any provision of Florida statutes is hereby suspended solely to the extent it restricts a Florida agency from requiring compliance with this order as a condition for a license, permit, or other state authorization necessary for conducting business in Florida, end quote. The governor's orders does not restrict businesses from placing other mandates in effect for public health, including social distancing and mask wearing. While the Biden administration considers rules and implementation of a COVID-19 vaccination passport, other nations are already rolling out similar programs. Israel, Estonia, and Iceland are among those requiring visitors and locals to show a COVID-19 passport to avoid quarantine restrictions or to visit various events or businesses. U.S. airlines are among those lobbying the Biden administration to develop guidance. It's unclear how the census order would impact requirements such as airlines which are overseen and regulated by the federal government. So there you go. Florida is not playing. They don't believe in that. Um, I'm in agreement. I don't think you need to be showing um, I don't think anybody needs to be showing that. I mean, for what? That's crazy. Um, but, you know, that's what everybody wants to be doing. Now they want to be playing with them, I guess, right? Um, I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, if, if they want to be playing those games, let them, but, you know, do it somewhere else. I'm going to listen to a little report here about this whole vaccine passport craziness. Um... I'm not in agreement with that, but let's just see anyways what it says. 
Spring break and the nation's airlines say leisure travel has come roaring back. Passenger volume pushing one and a half million each day this week, a million more than a year ago. It's nice that at United Airlines, we can see that light at the end of the tunnel. With so many passengers, Delta today said it will stop blocking middle seats on May 1st. But will Americans need so-called vaccine passports, proof of vaccinations, to get into concerts, sporting events, or even travel? The White House says that's up to the private sector. The government here is not viewing its role as the place to create a passport, uh, nor a place to hold the data uh, of, of citizens. The governor of tourist hotspot Florida says he will forbid local governments or businesses from requiring vaccination proof. You don't want to create separate classes of citizens based on whether somebody received vaccine. With no national standard, states, companies, and healthcare providers are now coming up with their own options. New York State releasing Excelsior Pass for people to upload digital vaccine information and COVID test results. While overseas, many European countries, Japan, Israel, and global airlines are pushing their own vaccine passports, hoping to jumpstart tourism. In the U.S., there is no vaccination database. This is what you get when you receive your vaccine. The question is whether this is enough for a potential vaccine passport. And there you go. And that's the whole vaccine fiasco going on here. Craziness. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, I want to be playing those games, go ahead, but... I don't know. I don't like it. Anyways, we're going to change the subject to talk about a bit about basketball because there has been a lot going on. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, they got a lot of help. They added LaMarcus Aldridge. They added Blake Griffin. I mean, this is this is crazy. Like, how much help does Kevin Durant need to win a championship? Like, this is a lot. I do want to get the media's reaction about this. Uh, how they felt about this. Um, I don't know. LaMarcus Aldridge is not even in his prime anymore. So I don't know how much help he's going to get the Brooklyn Nets. I think last night they had a game against the Charlotte Hornets. He, he, he scored like 11 points, I think, right? 11 points, 9 rebounds. So... He's not going to be a starter. If anything, he'll be like a bench player. Like a role player. Similar to what Carmelo Anthony is doing. With the Portland Trailblazers. So, uh, I don't see him doing anything big. But, we do want, I do want to play what the media is saying. Get their reaction. Because, you know, they are the experts, supposedly. It's not the KD, Kyrie, James Harden thing. I got that. That's Lethal Weapon 3. I'm good with that, Max. It's not a problem. But when the names Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge come to my mind, that's what really irritates me about this, and here's why. Because I'm looking at guys, 
I remember the last two years in Portland, LaMarcus Aldridge averaging 23 a game, and he was supposed to be that glue, you know, with Tim Duncan fading away into the twilight before he was going to retire with Kawhi Leonard being in, all of that stuff. He was supposed to be that guy. Blake Griffin, remember? I, I, mean, I, I mean, come on now. Remember Lob City? Remember all of that? You were there. I was here you for were that. Hosting yep. the, you was hosting a radio show in L.A. for six years. You remember Lob City? He was the cornerstone of the franchise. Both of them came up short. Both of them came up short. Never even been in the conference final for crying out loud, okay? Even though I think LaMarcus Georges was at least once in San Antonio. I'm just saying, when I look at that, and then I see you jumping on this bandwagon, it's something that turns me off about that. Because you were supposed to be one of those dudes. You were supposed to be one of those dudes who was the corner, a cornerstone of the franchise that was leading the team to the promised land, as opposed to just sitting up there and and, and, and just and just chilling out and having a ring slid on your finger. Right? You know, that's what I'm talking about. That's a turnoff for me. And, if, and again, with Kevin Durant, it's not fair, and I'll openly admit that to bring this up, but it's 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 apropos only from the standpoint of just paying attention to history in that regard. When he went to Golden State. He went there because he couldn't capture the chip in OKC playing with Russell Westbrook. But when he went to Golden State, he was the man. He was still the best. Even though Steph Curry is the greatest shooter we've ever seen in our lifetime, and him and Klay Thompson are the best shooter backcourt we've ever seen in our lifetime, Kevin Durant was still the best player on that team. We understand how lethal he was. Blake Griffin has fallen off significantly and to the point where he gets a dunk and we're celebrating. It's damn near back page news. Okay, and now LaMarcus Aldridge, who just weaned out in San Antonio, suddenly he's on this team. And I'm just like, I'm there, what's next? We gonna get the ball, the best ball boy in the NBA too? I mean, what the hell is next for crying out loud? That's how I look at it, and that's the turnoff portion. If those dudes didn't capture a chip, but was still lethal in terms of being straight up ballers, Max, I would have a completely different mentality. But the drop-off has been so precipitous. The fact that they get to, they, they are about to get a ring right. under those but, conditions. I'm like, oh, But damn. that's not you getting turned off by the Nets. That's, that's right. right. That's you getting turned off by the players. Right. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Then that's fine. Okay. I'm just going to say, if you're too, like, no, the, you're Nets, not Nets. the Nets ain't getting LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. They're getting the remains of LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Let's right. be honest. What does LaMarcus Aldridge yes. do well right now? Who's he getting? He's a 20-minute-a-game player. He can play basketball, sure, but he ain't LaMarcus Aldridge anymore. <clears throat> and by the way... He never really could shoot the three. He was like a deep mid-range shooter. It's one of the reasons he and DeRozan. It's one of the reasons the Spurs weren't better with those guys in a three-point shooting league. They're taking shots that are just as difficult to hit, but you only get two points instead of three if you make them. And LaMarcus Aldridge isn't even that guy anymore. He's a faded version of himself. And Blake Griffin, you know, who knows what you're getting. Likely not much. So I'm not mad at the Nets or at KD. You talk about, like... This is the second time it's happened for KD now. This is totally different for me with KD. KD in Golden State couldn't get by Golden State, and then Golden State couldn't get by LeBron. So they joined forces. They're like, that's really about LeBron. Let's, let's beat this guy somehow. Golden State won 73 games. The all-time record in the regular season came, what, a possession or two away of winning the championship? And then added an MVP player in KD. They'd have destroyed everyone with someone less than KD because they were already that stacked. That doesn't prove anything to me, KD. I don't care if you won finals MVP. How could you not? You have to worry about Clay and Steph and everybody. This is different. KD went to Brooklyn off an Achilles. Catastrophic injury. Never knowing if you're going to be the same again. 
brings Kyrie at first, went a year like that, then they trade for Harden. There was no guarantee Harden and Kyrie would even be able to share a backcourt. You know, like, you have to take your hat off to those guys the way they figured out the chemistry, and it took them, like, a week. So I'm not going to be down on KD for surrounding himself with talent, for building a team the way LeBron did in Miami. Right. That's fine. And as far as these dudes joining them, you, you know, you mentioned Blake. You can mention mm -hmm. uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. You can mention DeAndre Jordan. Nick Claxton may be the guy you want there. I mean, like, it's not like they have a lot. It's name brands. It's not great players anymore in terms of these buyout types they're getting right. now. So, Brooklyn Nets, um, they are my favorite to come out of the East. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I like what Doc Rivers is doing. And uh, Philly, he's doing good. He's doing great. He's got that team playing really good. And I think Ben Simmons might be defensive player of the year, which is surprising. So I think it will be the Nets, the Sixers in the East, and then the Nets will ultimately win and go to the finals. Then the West, I still think it's going to be the Lakers once LeBron and uh, Anthony Davis come back from injury. And they're, and they're 100%. And they're rolling. They're going to start winning games. They will come out of the West. But I think they we will get that matchup that we wanted last year. Between the Lakers and the Clippers for the for the conference title. I do believe it will be Lakers and Clippers this year. And the Lakers will win. But speaking of the Lakers. They did make some moves. Um. They signed uh, Andre Drummond, who was a, like a free agent out of the buyout market. Um, he's a good player. I'm not really expecting much from him. But we'll see what he does. The Lakers making moves of their own, adding Andre Drummond. Stephen A., where did he go to college? Can't remember. I can't either. I can't either. I can't either. Was it Columbia? Whatever. Drummond was posting 17 and 13 for night this season. You know what it is. Uh, Max, yeah. what do you think Drummond means to the Lakers? It means, I mean, look, AD's got to come back. You can't just not. But AD doesn't have to be 100%. Now they're going to get out of the West. And part of that's going to be because what happens over the next month. This Lakers squad did not have enough to win very many games as we can see, right? Um, Schroeder is their best player by far, and they just don't have enough firepower to win. And LeBron and AD are going to be out for a while longer. What Andre Drummond can do in the meantime, guys, he's probably going to average just walking on to the club 20 and 15, right? Something like that, because where is the scoring going to be? At, the, at least, at least. 15 yeah 15. he grabs a lot so like i i don't want to, i know advanced analytics can tell you but his impact on the game is limited because of x y and z but he can play basketball he's good at basketball and he's big so you have a not a seven footer but somewhere in that area of a guy who can score and rebound and help keep you your head above water while you're getting for the waiting for the superstars to get back that'll improve their record and then when they do get back Drummond either gives you great minutes as a backup five, or you play AD at the four with Drummond at the five, and you have twin towers, the Lakers will get out of the West, provided AD's at least 80% of what he normally is. I totally agree with you there. There's no argument here in that regard. Let's understand something. Andre Drummond is career 13.8 rebound per game player. 
13.8 for his career. For his career. The la- I'm looking at his numbers, Max. This dude has been in the league 10 years. The only time he has not averaged double digits in rebounds is his rookie year. The only time. The only time. He this, around, you this, dude, boards this dude is a rebounding machine. And so when you look at it from that perspective, and a career 53.8% shooter from the field, shot about 49% for, uh, for in his two years with the Cavs. But, you know, he, he plays around the basket. He ain't trying to take jump shots or anything like that. New, rebounds, putbacks, that's what his specialty is. So when I look at it from that perspective, and your primary offensive players is LeBron James, along with Anthony Davis, and you're kicking it out to shooters, and you have a guy like like this dude who's capable of giving you clean-up duty. And, oh, by the way, of the 13.8 rebounds he's averaged in his career, Max, offensive rebounds, 4.7. 4.7. So you're talking about a guy that the the extra possessions cleans up. That's a huge, huge deal, particularly when you consider the number one team in the West right now is the Utah Jazz with Rudy Gobert. When you've got that as a consideration, when you've got the Joker as a consideration in Denver, when you've got Nurkic coming back and what have you, if you've got an additional big body, somebody who's physical and prioritizes rebounds and getting you extra possessions and, more importantly, limiting other teams from getting possessions because he's snatching those boards, that puts more pressure on opposing offenses to be more efficient against the Los Angeles Lakers, coached by Frank Vogel and his elite staff, whether it's, it's you know, Hollins and, and Phil Handy and the rest of the crew and, and, and Lionel Hollins and those boys. The bottom line is you look at the Los Angeles Lakers, and I definitely think the, the acquisition of Drummond secures them coming out of the West well, and, for this and, season, and, and, assuming that Anthony Davis is going to be about 80% or better. Especially after Denver makes a right. move and there are other teams that make moves. But there's another way to look at it that's kind of like from a, from a broader perspective. The Lakers didn't have enough starting caliber players. Yep. They have two superstars, Schroeder, and no one else is really a starter. KCP is not quite a starting caliber player. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do any one thing well enough to start, right? right. There's a lot of things well enough right. to come off your bench. Kuzma's not a starting quality. Like, he's a rotation piece for sure. Right. I'm not dissing him. Like He can play, right. but he's not a starter in the league. Drummond's a starter in the NBA, yeah. and Schroeder's a starter. Now, all of a sudden, you look at the Lakers, and you go, it's not just that they have two super-duper stars. Right. They have other guys who are starting caliber well, in their rotation. See, here's Montrez Harrell. Here's what makes it interesting. Here's what makes it interesting. They're sending a message. You're not beating us in the interior. You're not doing anything against us. If you're going to beat us, it's going to have to be from the perimeter. Now, we look at the Clippers. For the most part, their perimeter their perimeter team we look at phoenix we look at utah because of their ability to shoot threes even though you got royce o'neill and and rudy gobert anchoring their defense on the perimeter and in the interior offensively speaking even though rudy can give you something they're primarily a shooting team you're gonna have to be able to hit perimeter shots in order to beat the lakers i don't believe that's gonna be enough to beat lebron james and anthony davis unless you are kevin durant James Harden right. and Kyrie Irving. So this, that is the only shot, as far as I'm concerned, that anybody's going to have to take out the Lakers. Yeah, th- like what someone brought this up. I'm trying to remember who it was on the radio, my radio show, Max Kellerman Show, 2 p.m. Yes, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, radio. Yes, 2 to 4, right? 2 to 4 Eastern time, right? That's right. Okay. Um, yes. Um, at, 
LeBron and AD cause such matchup problems for everyone because you take a guy, you mentioned Royce O'Neal, excellent yep. defender, right? Excellent, excellent. The problem with LeBron and Rudy Gobert, the problem with LeBron and AD is that's not a matchup for LeBron and AD. These dudes are 6'8 and 6'11. And like you need, you need, you need O'Neal to be six foot nine or six foot ten, and you need two of them against the Lakers. I, I, the Drummond move yeah. is a strong move post deadline for a team like the Lakers to make. I think it solidifies them in the West. There you go. Lakers are looking good um, with that acquisition, but once they look better once they get LeBron and Anthony Davis back from injury. They'll start rolling again. They're going to start winning games. Then they'll be in the finals. I guarantee that. Uh, if you haven't watched Justice League, the four-hour cut, the Snyder cut, it's on HBO Max. Four hours long, but it's a good movie. Very fun. Better than, when, better than the one we got in 2017. I'll tell you that. Way better. So check it out. HBO Max. Justice League. Four hours long. You should watch it. Very good movie. It's exciting. It's great. Redeems all the characters. A lot of surprises on there. If you haven't watched the movie, it has a lot of surprises on there. So you should definitely watch that movie. So this is it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Share this episode. Tell people about about the, the about the John Arden show. Let them know that I'm back. I'm posting episodes now. And until then, I'll see you later. Be cool, y'all.